Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Well, the new scientific paper has been released to the public. Uh, it has yet to be peer-reviewed, but the scientists responsible for this paper are claiming that uh, uh, they believe that plasmas are responsible for some UFOs. Not all UFOs, but some UFOs, uh, particularly uh, the Foo Fighters that were seen, during, uh, seen by pilots uh, during World War II, uh, as well as some objects seen in space by astronauts. Um, now, I'm going to talk about this and give you my opinion, uh, but there was an article here about this new paper in The Telegraph, uh, and the headline reads, we, we know what Foo Fighters that buzzed Second World War pilots really wore, say scientists. And uh, according to the article, it says here, uh, new paper suggests the phenomena are in fact plasmas or ionized gases which are, which are drawn to the electrical charge of aircraft, spacecraft, and satellites. Uh, experts from the university, universities of California, Arizona, and the Harvard-Smithsonian argue that the strange properties of plasmas make them appear to behave like living organisms, even though they are not alive. Plasmas can grow in size and replicate, make contact with each other, and may feed off the electromagnetic radiation of satellites and spacecraft, they argue. Huge glowing masses of up to a mile wide, which behave similarly to swarms of living organisms, have been filmed by 10 NASA space shuttle missions, while astronauts have reported strange phenomena since the 1960s. Astronauts Ed White and James McDivitt spotted a huge, quote, metallic object, end quote, approaching the Gemini 4 orbiter in June 1965, while James Lovell uh, reported a bogey at 10 o'clock high on a mission six months later. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, another astronaut, also said he and his crewmates had seen a strange L-shaped object which was very big and coming closer during the Apollo 11 moon landing, although later said it was a booster panel. The scientific team, according to this article, believed that plasmas in the thermosphere, 66 to 372 miles high, may descend into the lower atmosphere and account for reports by pilots. Uh, Co-author Dr. Rudolf Child of the Center for Astrophysics, Harvard-Smithsonian, said this, These plasmas are electromagnetic entities that have a variety of shapes and sizes. They have repeatedly approached spacecraft, and the space shuttles are attracted to electromagnetic activity, including thunderstorms. They have been filmed from space, descending into the lower atmosphere, and appear to be attracted to airplanes, fighter jets, nuclear power plants, and, quote, hotspots, end quote, of radiation such as Hiroshima, which was destroyed by the atomic bomb. Based on video, photographic, and computerized analysis, including reports by military officers and astronauts, we believe these plasmas account for at least some of the numerous reports of UFOs and unidentified aerial phenomenon over the last several thousand years, including the Foo Fighters observed by German, Japanese, and Allied pilots during WW2. Foo Fighters were first reported by Royal Air Force personnel in March 1942, and several U.S. pilots ha- saw glowing lights over Germany throughout the war. So I want to point out, too, that he, uh, the late uh, investigator Leonard Stringfield uh, in 1945, as, uh, when Japan was surrendering in August of 1945, he was near flying over Hiroshima, or excuse me, over uh, uh, Iwo Jima, and... Uh, 
and they saw him and other pilots uh, in the plane that he was in saw three objects and that was basically spurred his interest in the subject at the time uh, by 1950 he was really interested in it of course Leonard Stringfield is uh, responsible for uh, crash retrieval the the UFO crash retrievals book that I talk about a lot on here uh, now I, I think this is interesting I mean it's not it doesn't prove anything uh, maybe some you know plasmas are responsible for ufos like just like these scientists say and maybe they are responsible for foo fighters uh which i thought uh you know i always thought that they could have been i mean i don't know what they are i mean they they could have been uh probes of sent out by extraterrestrials i don't know i have no idea again this is just an, an idea these scientists make it clear actually in their report though uh that this does not account for all uh, UAP at all whatsoever. They make that clear. Anyway, I'm going to continue with this article. It says the sightings were largely dismissed as German weapons or flight fatigue, although some speculated at the time they may be a new kind of weather phenomenon, such as St. Elmo, Elmo's fire, a plasma effect that makes aircraft wings glow. Uh, plasma represents the fourth state of material distinct from solid, liquid, and gas, but its properties are still being uncovered. It is responsible for lightning and phenomena such as the northern lights when plasma from the sun interacts with the Earth's magnetic field. Plasma-like entities have been uh, filmed congregating in their hundreds, particularly around satellite tethers, which generate electromagnetic activity. Uh, there have been there have uh, they have numerous shapes travel in different directions with some moving quickly while others hover in place they even appear to target or follow each other and sometimes collide leaving what resembles a plasma dust trail in their wake co-author dr christopher impey of the department of astronomy at the university of arizona said this does not mean these plasmas are alive or engaging in intelligent purposeful behavior rather as documented experimentally these upper atmospheric electromagnetic plasmas may be engaging in energy cannibalism and behaviors referred to as collisionality in which they turn follow collide intersect and possibly exchange energy uh, and it continues here, it says plasmas may represent an alternative form of life. Some of the authors believe that the plasmas may even represent an alternate form of life that is not carbon-based, although others are skeptical. The team has called for more research studying the plasmas, including sending up satellites which generate electromagnetic pulses equipped with infrared and x-ray cameras to capture the phenomenon. Commenting on the research, Daniel Mitchard, a lecturer at Cardiff University School of Engineering, said, It's not surprising that previously unknown charge-based phenomena exist at this altitude and that they exhibit behavior that we don't yet fully understand. It's also likely that they will be attracted to or repelled from satellites and the space shuttle, which can build up static charges of their own. Even at ground level, glowing balls from thunderstorms that behave strangely or occasionally reported, often called ball lightning, and no one knows what these are either. They may be the same as Foo Fighters. It's definitely interesting research. Uh, and he added, there's a whole world of lightning science which is relatively unknown to the public, even though we try to get it out there. There are giant structures called sprites, which look like jellyfish 25 miles tall, elves, which are giant disks that can spread to 250 miles across, and upward lightning bolts from clouds called jets, which are three or four times longer than anything we can see from the ground. The new research will be published in the Journal of Modern Physics. Now, 
a lot of people in the UFO community, even myself included, at first when I saw this, I was thinking, here we go again. There's gonna, they're going to try to explain it all away. It's just plasmas people are seeing. Well, that doesn't explain a lot of different other aspects of this. Well, actually, when you go to the paper itself, they make it clear that they're not trying to explain away everything. And, of course, I'll leave links to this article, which, by the way, you're probably going to get, uh, to read it, you're probably going to have to... Uh, uh, pay a, a fee or you know join a trial for the Telegraph because that's where it was from. But the uh, piece, the the actual uh, uh, paper itself, you could actually read it online, and I'll leave the links uh, for that as well. Anyway, uh, and t- toward the end of this paper, it says not all UAP are plasmas. It must be stressed that some UAP appear to possess technology far superior to any current technological capabilities as admitted by the office of the director of national intelligence uh with the direct quote here is uap appeared to demonstrate advanced technology in 2023 ryan graves an f-18 pilot reported to the united states congress that he and his squadron have repeatedly observed uap which he described as quote dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere where the apex or Tips of the cubes were touching the inside of that spear. He also concluded that these UAP demonstrate advanced technology. As of this writing, plasmas that are, quote, dark gray, end quote, shaped like black cubes have not been observed in space or created experimentally, though they may appear dark if filled with dust. Former Navy Commander David Fravor also observed vehicles with superior technology. While commanding a squadron of F-A-18F fighters, Commander Fravor reported that advanced radar detected multiple vehicles. He and three others spotted a white tic-tac-looking object above the whitewater area. There were four of us in the airplanes watching this thing for roughly five minutes, he reported. The encounter was filmed. Based on detailed analysis, Commander Fravor, a graduate of the Top Gun Naval Flight School, reported that the technologies that we faced is far superior to anything we had. So, of course, as, as I'm pointing out here, these scientists aren't trying to say that uh, these things, uh, potentially plasmas, don't account for all UAP reports. Of course they don't. Uh, I mean, if, if, this, if, they're, if this stuff turns out to be true, if their research turns out to, uh, if they're able to prove this at some point in the future, that's all fine and dandy. But again, it doesn't account for the entire phenomenon, and they make that clear. And I think everyone in the UFO community needs to understand that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then they summarize it with this. It says the plasmas observed in the thermosphere engage in behavior similar to simple multicellular organisms, a phenomenon also observed among plasmas generated experimentally. Plasmas are electromagnetic entities that have cellular characteristics and display distinct behavioral patterns which are affected by their electrical properties. And this causes them to interact and behave 
individually or collectively because plasmas in the thermosphere are attracted to electromagnetic activity and descend into thunderstorms and the lower atmosphere they likely account for at least some of the numerous reports of uap ufo slash uap over the last several thousand years including the foo fighters observed by german japanese and allied pilots <clears throat> during world war ii and at least some of the uap recently reported by jet pilots numerous credible eyewitnesses often military pilots and astronauts as well as the British and United States governments have expressed the concern that some UAP might possess advanced technology. There is no evidence that plasmas have technological capabilities. According to the United States Department of Defense and other government agencies, the majority of UAP can be attributed to man-made or natural atmospheric phenomenon excuse me, phenomena, without providing any reproducible evidence to support these conclusions or any testable explanation as to the origin of any atmospheric conditions that can account for UAP sightings. In this report, we have provided the testable, reproducible evidence, plasmas in the thermosphere that descend into the lower atmosphere. The findings in this report can therefore explain why numerous anomalous and unusual phenomena have been observed worldwide for thousands of years. However, given that the United States Department of Defense has classified and refuses to release an unknown number of military videos depicting UAP, it is reasonable to suspect that some UAP might be from extraterrestrial civilizations where humanoids evolved on worlds much older than our own. Never. I, I, let me just stop there for a second. Yeah, at least see. see at least they're, they're they're not trying to. This is different from like the debunkers out there who just say every there's no chance of it. And it's not like that moron I was talking about the other day, uh, Nicholson Baker, the uh, uh, pornography author, who was uh, making statements that the uh, all of this is explainable. Every single UFO ever seen by anybody was could is a balloon, basically, according to him. Uh, th- that's not what's going on here. So, so, so there's no reason for anybody in the UFO community to get upset about this uh, research. Uh, it's just that they're trying to find an explanation for some of them. And you have to remember, it's just like the late Stanton Friedman used to say that some UFOs, just any, any he, he would always say an underlying some like ten times or a hundred times, whatever, some UFOs he believed. Uh, represent extraterrestrial spacecraft. That was the the opinion of Stanton Friedman, and I firmly agree with that opinion because I think that that's the absolute case. I think I, I, a vast majority of UFOs seen by people actually do have log- uh, prosaic explanations, uh, uh, non-extraterrestrial or non, non-human intelligence-related uh, explanations. I, I, I firmly believe that. I believe a lot of times it's, it is balloons. I believe it is it is. Uh, birds. I believe it is a natural phenomena. I believe it possibly could be plasma. Maybe that explains the Foo Fighters or maybe some of the Foo Fighters, but maybe not all of them. Who knows? We just don't know. But again, this is not, this is, a, this paper is just, it's it's speculation. It's, it doesn't prove anything yet. More research needs to be conducted. Uh, let's continue here with this uh, article. It says the plasmas depicted in this report are electromagnetic phenomenon and are estimated to be up to a kilometer or more in length or di- diameter. Plasmas in the, ap- in the excuse me plasmas in the thermosphere have been observed to change shape and grow larger or smaller. Plasmas can also be less than a few centimeters in diameter unless created in a laboratory or they gather in large herds in the lower atmosphere and interact or accelerate to hypervelocity. The smaller plasmas are far less likely to be observed or detected. Are plasmas alive? 
Just as a plasma represents a fourth state of matter, which is neither gas, liquid, or solid, or solid, plasmas that form or gather in the thermosphere may also represent an alternate state of life that is not carbon-based and has no genome. Since they can take cellular forms, these plasmas may also represent a form of pre-life. Their cellular structure, structures and nucleus and plasma dust crystals providing the framework for the incorporation, synthesis, and organization of the elements and amino acids necessary to produce RNA, leading to the emergence of DNA-based life. To speculate, these plasma-like entities could have originally provided the basis for life to begin. Therefore, whereas prior to this report, all abiogenic scenarios have been speculative at best, the findings provided here provides a database testable theory that can explain how life began. So it's pretty, uh, uh, pretty daring what they're saying. They, they're suggesting that maybe this is where life starts from these plasmas. And it concludes here, it says, it is important to stress that there is no evidence that plasmas in space contain RNA, DNA, or the capacity to generate the proteins, amino acids, and nucleotides necessary to create or reproduce life as we know it. Instead, these plasmas represent a fourth state of matter, and when observed in the lower atmosphere, likely account for many of the UFO, UAP sightings over the centuries. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, that's all we can say, really. Um, that's about the bottom line of it. Uh, maybe some some of these things that people have seen over the years uh, is this is what this is the explanation for it. But it's no in no by no means the explanation for all of it. There's no question uh, that there's more to this, way more to this phenomena than just uh, some uh, natural occurring phenomena plasmas i just i just can't see it uh i mean there's I, i've seen one of the beings and i've seen one of the craft and there's no way that the craft that i saw was uh some plasma uh, event there's just no way uh so I, that's not what that's not what they're saying though but the paper is interesting there's a lot of pictures here to go along with it uh it's very detailed um, and I, I think you would find it interesting. I read through the entire thing, but I didn't want to go through the whole thing here because it's, it's, it's very long. It's a, a lengthy piece, a lengthy paper. So uh, check it out if you have a chance. But uh, by no means get, be concerned over this. I don't think it really... Uh, it might explain some of the, some UFO sightings, but again, it, they, the scientists themselves uh, make it clear that, it does, that by no means are they trying to explain all of it. Not like uh, that goofball I was talking about the other day, Nicholson Baker, you know, sitting on his duff, uh, you know, the whole time when when uh, when people people researchers like Bud Hopkins are out there doing work researching this stuff, uh, interviewing people, and this guy was outlining his next porn book, Nicholson Baker. Uh, doing nothing with regard to UFOs that whole time and then has the audacity to just write this nonsense like he did uh, this past week. Well, that's a different, that, there are two different uh, balls of wax we're talking about here. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, I just want to point out that it looks like uh, the debunkers are not, not going to let go of this. They're really trying to uh, make it look silly again. They're trying to put the toothpaste, they're trying to help the uh, government put the toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, there was an article just published today in the New York Post uh, that's a total absolute rag from uh, from New York. And surprisingly, it wasn't written by uh, the debunker Stephen Greenstreet. Uh, I talk about him a lot, total goofball. You can see here in the picture that I'm showing, you can see here he's in an elevated state of abject lunacy. 
Uh, no, it's not written by him. Uh, instead, this one's written by someone named Chadwick Moore. And he's going to tell us, Chadwick's going to tell us why the world is in the midst of UFO hysteria. This should be good, folks. It should be really good. <clears throat> it says here, remember the alien invasion of Miami on New Year's Day? A video clip posted online purported to show a 10-foot tall extraterrestrial lurking outside a shopping mall as a massive police action was taking place. The footage turned out to be a grainy aerial shot of three officers walking side by side and not a sentient celestial being. But the hysteria reached such proportions that the Miami Police Department was forced to release a statement saying there were, quote, no aliens, UFOs, or ETs, no airports were closed, no power outages, end quote. The official rebuke only led to more skepticism. Well, let me just stop there for one thing. As everyone knows, I talked about that case on, on my show here on the podcast, and there was no hysteria here. In fact, uh, as someone who's looked, who pays attention to what's going on to the, in the world of UFOs on a, on a daily basis, and someone who has studied this for many years now, uh, I, 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 and I made it very clear that I, I thought there was nothing to this whatsoever. I thought it was just made-up nonsense. Uh, that was my opinion. I saw nothing there. So I don't know, uh, not everyone in the UFO community uh, were hysterical over this. I just want to point that out. Anyway, continuing, it says, Similarly, last September, news circled the globe when a UFO enthusiast presented to the Mexican Congress two tiny, mummified, 1,000-year-old corpses of non-human beings, or so he claimed. What he's talking about here, of course, is Jaime Misson. Biologists and anthropologists were quick to call the stunt crass and simple, later revealing the figurines were made from human and animal bones with paper and glue. Yet plenty of people continued to believe. Now let me just stop there for a second. Uh, we don't know what, what, at this point right now, all all the scientists, now I, when I talked about this at first, I, I was skeptical as, as well, right? Because, because it involves someone by the name of Jaime Misson, who I have trouble uh trusting but at this point i don't know i don't think anybody knows for one thing they're not mummies they were uh perfectly preserved corpses they weren't mummified uh that's one thing i just want to point that out and i made that mistake uh, as well but uh the, for all the scientists i've seen that looked at this particular collection of of, of bodies of corpses they're all coming back and saying that that's they're not human. They don't know what it is. It's something else. They think it represents something extraterrestrial, non-human, a non-human biological uh, entity. That's what they're saying. I suggested that we need to have more scientists from the United States and other countries, from all countries, that should be looking into this. And obviously that hasn't happened yet, or if it, it, maybe there's something in the works or something in, something in the planning stages. But as, as of this point, nothing has happened yet. But I think it's it's wrong for uh, everyone to sit back and say, well, we, we don't believe it, but we have all these other scientists. Just because they don't speak the English language doesn't mean that they don't know what they're talking about. So I'm not sure what's going on with these, and more more needs to be done uh, before a, a definitive statement can be made. That's how, as far as I'm concerned. We need more scientists looking into this. But these people, obviously, whoever wrote this, I'm sure this is, I don't know if this guy, Chadwick, is... Uh, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, working with Stephen Greenstreet or maybe Greenstreet suggested that he do this story. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he's a, uh, you know, like a disciple. I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation over there at the New York Post is. We all know this, though. New York Post is a rag. Keep that in mind. Uh, anyway, continuing here, and then it gets, talks about Oumuamua. More than a half decade after it first made news, many others also continued to believe that an interstellar chunk of rock called Oumuamua, which passed through our solar system in 2017, was actually an alien probe. 
Oumuamua's unusual shape and odd trajectory, ufologists insist, that was proof it was piloted by extraterrestrials. Now, that's totally bogus. Nobody ever said it was piloted by extraterrestrials. It was suggested by Harvard's Abbey Loeb that, that it could be some sort of an extraterrestrial probe that was just investigating our our solar system. And it came in and then it took off, went on its merry way. That's no, nobody's saying that. Again, these, these stories, you, you can't trust them. You can't, these mainstream news stories, you just can't trust what they're telling you. Continuing, it says, the past year has seen ET excitement reach fever pitch and the hysteria could grow even further in 2024. Beyond the Mexico and Miami, quote, sighting, end quote. Now, let me just stop. Now, he's calling this Mexico and Miami sighting. Now, no, Miami was uh, a sighting, uh, but it really was nothing there. I don't think that anything was there extraterrestrial whatsoever. And Mexico, what that that's what he talked about, sighting. It was it was a presentation of by scientists there. That's what that was. So what are they talking about? Former anyway, beyond the Mexico and Miami sighting, which doesn't make any sense, former Air Force intelligence officer David Grush testified before Congress in July that the United States government was in possession of alien craft and biological samples, but he provided no evidence other than secondhand and thirdhand retellings. Uh, yeah, but, uh, there's other people that testified behind the scenes or Congress wouldn't be doing the things that they're doing, right? Uh, these people, these debunkers, they just don't seem to understand that part for some reason. I don't know. Or maybe they're just pretending it's not, not, it never really, it's not really happening. No, instead, what they want to tell you is this, is that they believe that all, everybody in Congress has, has been, uh, they're, they've gone insane. That's what they, that's, that's, that's Green Street's uh, hypothesis. Anyway, continuing, it says politicians have done little, little to counter the alien hype. In fact, they're egging it on. In 2022, the United States House Intelligence Committee held its first hearing in more than 50 years on UFOs, and since then, nearly 800 new cases have been reported by military personnel. Magnitudes more may be on the way. Just last month, a bipartisan bill was introduced to create a government website for commercial and civilian UFO reporting. So all of this, in the mind of this writer who's a uh, uh, disciple of Green Street, apparently, Green Street is helping him guide his hand, apparently, with this one. They all think that it's all craziness. Everyone's going insane over his, over UFOs. There's a hysteria. We're all crazy. That's according to this these people, <clears throat> according to Chadwick. But uh, actually, the hysteria is really more from the debunker community. I mean, they're really up in arms these days. They're really going nuts. They can't believe. They can't believe everyone's talking about. It. That's they're they're ones getting hysterical. We're actually happy. People in the UFO community, we're moving towards some sort of an end game. We hope or we, we that's what we think anyway. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh that's why we're glad that the people in Congress are finally uh taking note of all of these things. But no these people don't want to, no 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 don't go there. Anyway, continuing, it says, all the fracas around flying saucers by amateurs has led many actual astronomy experts to throw up their hands and walk away. Amateurs, amateurs now. I guess Gary Nolan, I guess he's an amateur. Dr. Gary Nolan from Stanford, he's an amateur, I guess. I guess Abby Loeb, he's an amateur. But you know who's not an amateur? Neil deGrasse Tyson, someone who's never studied this entire phenomenon. Doesn't know what he's talking about when he talk, when he opens his mouth on TV. In December, Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Department of Defense All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the agency charged by Congress to investigate UFOs after the 2022 hearing, resigned, citing, quote, sensationalist-dominated governance and an erosion of critical thinking skills around the subject. His agency was caught in a, quote, whirlwind of tall tales 
fabrication, he wrote in Scientific American last month. With an estimated 3.2 trillion planets just in the Milky Way, many of us wager that statistically it's impossible we're alone. If even a tiny fraction of planets in the Milky Way were home to technological civilizations, then our sky should be lit up like the Las Vegas Strip. But they aren't. We've never heard a peep. Okay. <laughs> We've never heard a peep. I, what about all these people that have reported seeing these objects and landed craft and extraterrestrials outside of the craft walking around, people who are abducted by aliens, cattle mutilations? What explains all of that? What explains all of that? Right? What are you talking about? We have heard of peep. Many, many peeps. I had a few peeps in my life. I had uh, at least two peeps in my life. At least two. Possibly a third, but at least for certain two. Two peeps in my little life. My little 55 year of, of being on this planet. I've had two peeps. Just me alone. This led physicist Enrico Fermi. Oh boy, you know they love talking about Fermi. The Fermi Paradox a key member of the Manhattan Project, to ask colleagues over lunch one day in 1950, if the universe is so big and so old, then where is everybody? That question came to be known as the Fermi Paradox. Yeah, see, the problem for uh, for debunkers, people who are really skeptical of all the reports and the, this entire phenomenon, the problem right, for them is that they have this idea in their mind about how uh, extraterrestrials will act when they come here. They think that they're they're going to show up and they're going to let themselves be known that they're here. They're going to show up at the at the White House lawn. They're going to roll out a red carpet, right? There's going to be a bunch of aliens that come out like like from Mars attacks or something, right? That's what they think in their head, right? It's going to be some like regal kind of uh, experience. It's going to be like uh, like Jar Jar Binks coming off a flying saucer and sitting down at a dinner with the, and talking to the president of the United States. That's what they have in their minds. It's some goofy idea like that. That's how they think it's going to be but obviously these extraterrestrials are very secretive themselves just like our government is with by covering the whole thing up but they just can't get it in their heads because they're so stupid it's incredible physicists and sci-fi fans alike have compiled a list of hundreds of possible solutions to the fermi paradox that include our universe is a computer simulation that aliens are watching us but like the federation and star trek have a don't interfere policy exactly exactly or that all technological civilizations inevitably destroy themselves soon after they become spacefaring this explains why extraterrestrial life might be out there but we've yet we've still yet to find it we found it they found us actually first. They knew we were here for a long time, obviously. Uh, they know all about us. We don't know much about them. The only There are some people, some of us, who know a lot more about them than the rest of us. And that's the people in the secret control group, the ones who have access to all the documents, all these top secret, uh, above top secret documentation. They know. They know. That's what we're trying to get. We want to know what they know. Right? It's not fair that just this small little group of people know stuff. The rest of us want to know it, except for the debunkers. They don't want to know anything because they want to be right. That's all it boils down to. They want to be right. The only evidence-based solution to the Fermi paradox is called the rare earth hypothesis, that the series of circumstances leading to Earth's creation and eventually us humans happen in such an unlikely succession that, in fact, it's not so far-fetched we are alone, or at least early to the game. Uh, this is all nonsense. They're already here. I don't know what they're talking about. They're already here. They've been here. We've see, we have seen them. That's not about where are they all. At the time when Fermi made that, it was only a, a few years after uh, the UFO, uh, the big UFO flap of 1947 occurred. So uh, there wasn't a lot to really go on them. But Fermi himself should have said, could have suggested at the time also. It's like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm asking this question, where are they all at? But maybe some of these things are, are 
do represent extraterrestrials, and they are here. Well, I, I shouldn't keep a blind eye to what these to these what these reports are telling me. But he did keep a blind eye, eye to it, and this is we're still dealing with the Fermi paradox. Debunkers love it. With everyone from Greta Thunberg to the United States, United Nations insisting humanity has failed, it's hardly surprising humans have such a hard time believing we're special. And so aliens are increasingly replacing God, if not the reverence for humanity itself, to soothe mankind's need to answer life's biggest questions. And in our rapidly fraying society, the questions never have been bigger, nor the desire to be rescued by mysterious forces beyond our control. Two possibilities exist. We are alone in the universe or we are not. Both are equally terrifying, the sci-fi writer Arthur C. Clarke famously said. These days it's the long silence that has people most anxious or at least convinced that aliens are shopping in Miami. Yeah, again, that Miami stuff was a bunch of nonsense. Not everyone fell for that and not everyone in the UFO community was hysterical over it. But see these debunkers... Uh, that's they, they just don't like it. They don't want it. They just don't want it. But they're pumping out these kind of articles, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, it's just nonstop. It doesn't end. We're just getting we're getting hammered. The the Twitter it's all over Twitter on a regular basis. You see debunkers trying to come up with uh, new explanations. They they can't believe this. Uh, for the tougher cases, uh, they'll either completely stay away from them or they'll. Uh, or they'll or they'll come up with something so absurd that it's the the extraterrestrial uh, explanation actually seems uh, more sane. Like for instance, the uh, aerial school incident from 1994, when over 60 kids at a school in Zimbabwe saw a UFO flying saucer land near a school while they're out on recess, and uh, extraterrestrials exit this craft. One of the extraterrestrials was, was in communications with, with a handful of, this, of these kids uh, telepathically, uh, putting images in their, into their heads of showing them destruction. Uh, the, uh, see, they, they don't have any explanation for, for that, so what they'll, they'll provide ridiculous explanations for it. Like it must have been a, like Mick West, for instance, he uh, promoted this uh, crazy idea over a year, well over a year ago now that... Uh, that what kids really saw there, it was a traveling puppeteer show, a magical puppeteer show that showed up in the middle of Zimbabwe and then put on a performance uh, while all the teachers were inside the school and didn't know anything about it and then got out of there real quick, like ridiculous things like that. And when it comes to like incidents like the Turkey UFO uh, videos from 2007, 2008, and 2009. They'll just say, "Oh, that was a hoax." Even though whether we have uh, experts, video experts, and scientists from three different countries who looked at all of those videos that were uh, that show uh, craft hovering over the uh, Sea of Marmara uh, near Turkey, uh, that was filmed by a Turkish fisherman during at different uh, uh, moments, different uh, uh, times throughout those years. Uh, that show you can see the beings inside them, but that's just oh that must be a hoax because it's just it's too good it's too good even though you have these other experts from other countries saying that no no it's truly anom- anomalous. Yeah, it's we're being gaslighted on on a on a level that none of us have ever could have ever dreamed of. I mean that's basically what's going on. I to me it's just like it's it's a total injustice. I, I think about you know I was a kid. I think I was in first or second grade, and it was during a. Uh, music class uh, and this teacher we we went into this into this auditorium for a music class and the teacher was mrs jerkevich her name was she's on the on the stage you know right in front of us playing the piano we're all supposed to be singing i'm i'm sitting there singing uh in the on, in the front row and right beside me there was a kid 
named Ricky who kept on uh, stamping his feet. The teacher's, you know, playing the piano, telling us all to sing. I'm sitting there singing. She looks right at me and tells me, screams at me to stop stamping my feet. And I said, it's not me, it's him. And then she continues playing and then the kid starts stamping his feet again. And then she just gets up and comes right over to me and starts pulling my hair. Uh, it's because she thought it was me and it wasn't me, even though it was this kid right beside me. I'm trying to explain to her that it was this kid right here, not, not me. But she didn't, she didn't see that. Uh, and I, it, was the, it was such an injustice it felt like at the time for me because I'm I know it wasn't me. You just yelled at me twice the second time you pulled my hair. You have to remember, too, back at this time, back in the 70s, that's when corporal punishment was allowed in schools. You know, that's when teachers were allowed to, you know, slap you around, pull your hair, you know, beat you with a with a, with a wood, wooden paddle. And so, you know, if, if, if you did something wrong, even if you didn't do something wrong, you might be subjected to this physical uh, uh, assault by a teacher. And that's what happened that day. I got my hair pulled. And, uh, and I, I feel the same way about this. You know, it's like, I know that I, that I wasn't the one acting up and stamping my feet, but yet I got punished for it. Now I feel like I know that I saw an extraterrestrial being when I was a kid in the seventies in the late seventies. And I know that I saw a, a, a craft flying around in the early nineties during a fishing trip, along with another witness. I know that for a fact, but yet I feel like, uh, as, as well as probably a lot of other people feel like who have had experience, you, you feel like you're being punished because you saw it. And that's it. You saw it and you experienced it. And you, you don't say anything about it, though. Don't say anything about it because nobody's going to believe you. We don't believe it. It's not true. The government says it's not true. These debunkers tell you it's not true. It's all it's all a fantasy or you're a hoaxer or you're lying or something stupid like that. That's why I want to get to the... I want this to come to an end because I know there's a whole bunch of people out there that, that have are suffering this injustice inside and they know because they know personally from their own personal experiences that uh, that there's something to this. They want to be vindicated. You know, they want to feel that vindication and the vindication that I seek is to see these dumbbells faces, these debunkers out there when the truth finally is revealed. That's I'm starting to really look forward to that part more than even learning more about the extraterrestrials at this point at this point at first i, I just want to i want to look i want to go on the internet when it's all said and done i want to i want to you know, find all these debunkers for for all these years who have been uh speaking out against this uh you know making fun of people who had experiences calling other people liars i i, I want to see how they react to this i want to see some of them are going to disappear you'll see them just disappear they'll never be able to show their faces on online again they'll be too embarrassed other ones will will uh, I, I just can't wait to see it. I, I want to see how they react. I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of people out there really are, are looking forward to it. Uh, it's coming. It's going to happen at some point. I want to be alive for it. That's the bottom line. I want to be alive for it. Uh, there, there were a lot of other people before us, right, who have come and gone uh, that have, have researched this, have, have studied it, have, have, have great interest in it, wanted to reach that point of disclosure, and, we, and they never got to see it in their lifetimes, and they, they are no longer with us. And I think that's a shame. I think that's horrible that that happened. I don't want that to happen to anybody else. I, I want it to, I, that's why I feel like it's important to have disclosure now. Nobody else should be, everyone who's been uh, studying this, who, who's been interested in it, who's had experience of their own they, they they need that vindication it's time it's time for that vindication to come and i i can't wait till we get till we reach that point in time it's going to be awesome I, i'm i'm really looking forward to it anyway uh i want to say thank you all for joining me until next time